0: Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour, 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 bonjour. Oh, I'm back. It's been a couple of weeks, and my apologies uh, for taking a little break. Not that I need to apologize, but I haven't been doing so well. I haven't been feeling so well, and so I've just been taking really good care of myself and resting and not trying to push anything, and I'm feeling much better. So maybe I'll talk a little bit about that Today, nothing, no big deal, just a confluence of things going on here within my physical form. All right, well, let's begin with a prayer. Hands on our heart. We are grateful and thankful to come together, to unite and join together, to remember the truth, to value the truth, to value that which is truly valuable. And to discard or abandon that which truly is not valuable. We are grateful to open our mind, open our awareness, open our heart to the truth. We're choosing liberation. We're choosing to come out from among them. We're choosing to anchor ourselves in that which is real and to come away from the causes of unhappiness and heal them back to the root cause so we never experience them again. We are sharing the benefits with everyone, all our brothers and sisters. Everyone is lifted and shifted because we came together in this way right now, in the eternal now. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yeah, so not to create any kind of mystery, I just, I had some gum surgery, which was, as it sounds (laughs) to me, it was intense, but doable. And then um, on the heels of that, I got some food poisoning. I ate something that had gone bad, And um, I didn't want to throw it up because I didn't want to, um, in any way, mess with the stitches in my mouth. So that was not the best decision, and um, I wouldn't do that again if I had that choice. So learn from my my experience, and then the next day, so it was like boom, 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 (laughs) and then the next day, my beautiful kitty cat sattva uh disappeared and uh couldn't find him and i was concerned naturally because i live in a neighborhood with bobcats and coyotes and bears fisher cats lots of predators and um and it was so unusual for him uh a couple of times he didn't get home in the night, uh, but to not be here in the morning and then not come for breakfast, lunch, dinner the next day, all of that was quite concerning. It was raining. I didn't feel well. I went out to look for him in the rain. And apologies to those who read my daily blog and know all of this, but searching for him in the rain with my dog Bodie. And um, trying not to get let my heart rate get too high, burst the stitches or anything like that. It was all a little intense. And I got to say, just for me, just having Novocaine affects me for days. So um, I'm a very hardy person, but I'm just not used to those kinds of chemicals and things. So, and I was taking... Juices to expel the the remnants of all that stuff. Anyway, and I had to take an antibiotic, which I hadn't taken in 15 years. And anyway, um Satva couldn't find him. While I was searching for him in the rain, a bee or a wasp, it could have been a wasp. I didn't get to see it. Got caught in my hair I have this Lovely big head of hair And it got caught in there I couldn't liberate it And it stung me on the top of my head And that Venom It released And it went down into my neck And my shoulders And I actually had quite a bit of pain For days with that And restricted movement too Very intense And um, it was a very strong day of spiritual practice for me Because Bodhi, my dog, also chased after a couple of rabbits And got away from me And I had to, because sometimes she pulls so hard It's not smart to hold on to her Just let her go when she sees that rabbit And the rabbit runs Um, If the rabbit doesn't run, she's pretty good about just watching it. But if it runs, she cannot help herself. She chases. She's a golden retriever. So that's what they do. And um, so um, that was just all stressful and difficult. And I think my system was weak. And then my glands got infected. It was like (laughs) beyond a trifecta of things. Anyway, sattva... My cat um, After he was gone for 28 hours And I had friends Visiting and staying with me We were talking In the I have a big kitchen den We were talking And I was standing at the kitchen counter We were talking about Machu Picchu And trading our Machu Picchu stories And then All of a sudden My my mind went to Where is sattva and then I knew clear as exactly where he was. And I said to my friends, I know where he is. And I just went outside and got him. And he was right there beside the house all the time. The day before, I had delivered a kayak. I bought a used kayak. And they had dropped it off to me the day before Uh, very nice of them they had a truck so it was easy for them and um, after they dropped it off they saw sattva in the yard and which they told me they texted me and said we just saw your kitty as we were leaving and somehow he managed to wriggle under the opening in the kayak but he couldn't wriggle out he got in but he couldn't get out so he was in there for 28 hours approximately, and um very hungry boy when he got out, but none the worse for wear, and that's a good thing. Yeah, and it was an experience for me um, because during that day, with the bees staying in the rain, all the stuff, looking and looking, and and honestly, you know, having a human experience of having a trepidation that I might find just his head, Or something horrifying like that And of course I didn't want to see that And I didn't want him to suffer But I also thought if I don't look Because I, one time he was way up in a tree And I had to get in a a special ladder to get him down When he was a little guy I don't think he would be stuck up in a tree anymore He climbs up and down trees pretty easily now But you never know, cats get stuck as he did under the kayak and I'm so grateful for my intuition that just instantly knew in that moment he's under the kayak and I think it was just because in that moment I was relaxed I was relaxed it was about 9 o'clock at night and I was tired from looking all day and the bee sting and the food poisoning, and the surgery, and the blah-de-blah. And I just was in a relaxed state for a moment, and there it was, clear as a bell in my mind. Now, one thing I can share is that for me, one of, to me, one of the very best things in my life at this point is my intuition, It's so clear so much of the time. And it's so helpful because it prevents me from doing things that my ego would logically work out. That's a good time to do that. That's a good way to do that. But my intuition, if I just open my mind and say, Where do I go? What do I do? I get clear direction now. And I know 100% because I've been doing this a while that it's because the more I clear the thoughts that are not true and not helpful, the more I can connect to source. So all of that is a lead in here to lesson 132. And by the way, if you would like to do this mind clearing work with me, I've got two things later this year that are perfect for that. I'm just going to mention it while I'm thinking of it because they're both on early bird special right now, uh, but only till the end of July. So um, Stop Playing Small, my Stop Playing Small online retreat, which is just a wonderful intensive experience over the course of two weekends online in september um the second and third weekends in september that's on an amazing early bird special right now so i would say lock it in come join me in september and let's clear let's clear let's clear so we can stop playing small living in lack and limitation even people who've been doing this work with me for years Have said to me Wow, I cleared so much that weekend It was really helpful So come if you if you feel called And then the other thing is My Finding Freedom from Fear Spiritual Boot Camp Which is an intensive um, program uh, And it's 90 days But the, there are 10 weeks That we really are working it And it's a wonderful opportunity to make friends, like-minded friends online. And um, people tell me they have been friends for years after taking Finding Freedom together. So it's it's also a great introduction to the kind of work we do in my community and to clear a lot of unhelpful thought patterns, a lot of the thought patterns that are the root causes of fear. That's what we focus on in finding freedom from fear. So if fear gets in your way, lack and limitation, thinking gets in your way, then finding freedom from fear, spiritual boot camp, which starts in October, may be just the thing for you. So that's on an early bird special now as well. And I don't remember when that ends early August mid-August so and you can get an even better special if you get both of them right now so I know people are having intense times right now I'm not the only one so doing what we can to support you in doing this work with us if you'd like to all right so let's look at 132 lesson 132 in the workbook, which is entitled, I Lose the World from All I Thought It Was. I Loose the World from All I Thought It Was. I Let the World Loose from All I Thought It Was. I Liberate the World from All I Thought It Was. What Keeps the World in Chains but Your Beliefs? And what can save the world except yourself, with a capital S? Belief is powerful indeed. The thoughts you hold are mighty, and illusions are as strong in their effects as is the truth. A madman thinks the world he sees is real and does not doubt it. Nor can the madman be swayed by questioning his thoughts' effects. It is, but when their source is raised to question that the hope of freedom comes to him at last. So the source of our thoughts, there's God thoughts, and then there's ego thoughts. Those are the two places that thoughts come from. Our connection with spirit, our looking through the lens of the ego. So, when uh, the source of our thoughts is raised to question, that's when the hope of freedom comes to us at last. So, one of the clear practices for us every minute of every day is to, when we have a thought, to question its source. Is this thought from God? And if it's not, if it's not a God thought, if it's not a loving thought, if it's not a productive thought, meaning it's creative, constructive, then it's an ego thought, and it's not helpful to us. So we can offer it up to the Holy Spirit Not just push it away. That's not enough to just push it away. What we're interested in doing is dissolving the belief that is magnetizing that thought into our awareness and tempting us to think it. So that's one of the things he's saying here right at the beginning of Lesson 132. What keeps the world in chains but your beliefs? It's only our beliefs. Paragraph two. Yet is salvation easily achieved. For anyone is free to change his mind and all his thoughts change with it. So for me, I'm willing to change my mind about this. I'm willing to see this differently. I'm willing to remember the truth. I'm willing to value the truth. I'm willing to choose freedom. These statements to me are my prayers. And they have helped me so much in my ability to choose truth over illusion. Yet is salvation easily achieved for anyone is free to change his mind and all his thoughts change with it. Now the source of thought has shifted for to change your mind means you have changed the source of all ideas you think or ever thought or yet will think. You free the past From what you thought before. You free the future from all ancient thoughts of seeking what you do not want to find. So what does that mean? Freeing our future from all the ancient thoughts of seeking what you do not want to find. So when you think about when I was looking for my cat Sattva. I was seeking for him and to, to help him, to find him and help him, free him if he was caught. Because I, I knew he would come home unless he couldn't. I knew it. Because he always comes home. He likes to come home. Home is a good place. And he's really free to come and go. He's not trapped here. Even if it's raining, he can go out in the rain if he wants, and sometimes he does. So, um, but I was having thoughts of finding what I didn't want to find. Now, many times we do that. I, I know, for instance, when back in the day, decades ago, I would go to, let's say, visit my family at Thanksgiving or Christmas or something like that. And I would have thoughts about finding my family in a mood to be disrespectful to me, to be challenging to me in ways I didn't want. So I had ancient thoughts of seeking what I did not want to find which was disrespect or unkindness, disappointment, these kinds of things. But my mind did want to find the disappointing experience. My mind wanted to find the disrespect because I believed myself to be unlovable and I wanted the proof of it. At the same time, I did not want the proof of it. So I was looking for that which I did not want to find. So there's an example of what that means. Paragraph three, the present now remains the only time. I, 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 I got it from Michael Beckwith. I like to say, God is a now business The present now remains the only time. Here in the present is the world set free. For as you let the past be lifted and release the future from your ancient fears, you can escape and give it to the world. You find escape and give it to the world. You have enslaved the world with all your fears, your doubts and miseries, your pains and tears, and all your sorrows press on it. And keep the world a prisoner to your beliefs. Now, a lot of people don't want to believe that that's true. Because they don't want to take responsibility for what they see and for what they feel. But I see it every year with so many people in Finding Freedom from Fear Boot Camp in my year-long masterful living that they recognize that... They are the ones who have been thinking these thoughts that cause their misery. And that it's true, just as it says here, you have enslaved the world with all your fears, your doubts and miseries, your pain and tears, and all your sorrows press on it and keep the world a prisoner to your beliefs. Death strikes it everywhere because you hold the bitter thoughts of death within your mind. The world is nothing in itself. Your mind must give it meaning. Remember, everything in the world is neutral, and we give everything in the world all the meaning that it has for us. And what you behold upon it are your wishes acted out so you can look on them and think them real. Perhaps you think you did not make the world, but came unwillingly. To what was made already. Hardly waiting for your thoughts to give it meaning. Yet in truth, you found exactly what you looked for when you came. There is no world apart from what you wish. And herein lies your ultimate release. Change your mind on what you want to see. And all the world must change accordingly. I love that it rhymes, this last sentence. Change but your mind on what you want to see, and all the world must change accordingly. Change your mind on what you want to see, and all the world must change accordingly. Now, I see this happen over and over and over and over again, just constantly, year after year after year, week after week, all the time with the people who are doing the work with me. They change their mind on what they want to see and their world changes accordingly. They start to look at their spouse different, their children different, their boss and co-workers different. They start looking at their body differently. They start looking at their friends and their family and their finances and everything differently. And it does take real willingness in order to do this. And when they do, the world miraculously changes because it cannot resist When we change our mind about the world, the world cannot fight our change of mind. It cannot. Because our mind is the mind of God and the world is a projection. It has to change when we change our mind about the world. It has to change. It cannot resist. It's so important that we realize how much power the mind of God has. And that is the power that is for sure within us now and every now. (laughs) And oh, my goodness, I can't believe we're already here coming time to take a break. Yikes. It feels good to be back. Oh, my goodness. I love A Course in Miracles, and I'm so grateful for our chance to join together in this way. Remember, all my programs are listed at jenniferhadley.com. I'm taking a short break, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back, welcome back. Ooh, during the break, I ran around, opened all the doors and the windows in the house, and uh, letting some cooler air in. We've got the fires, but the, what do you call it, the air quality has been getting better and better all day. I could finally open the windows and the doors, and it's so much cooler outside than it is inside. No air conditioning in Vermont houses yeah air conditioning in Vermont houses is a it's a new new idea not needed usually anyway ah <laughs> just so glad to let some cooler and fresher air in and glad for the improved air quality sending so many blessings to all the Folks who are dealing with the smoke and the wildfires in Canada that are causing... I mean, the smoke is so visible here in this valley, surrounded by mountains, because normally you have this clear, crispy view of the mountains, and uh, they're quite close. And so um, now they're just shrouded in smoke. But... Anyway, this is what we're dealing with, where we're dealing with these things. And for me, it's a constant practice of neutrality, just accepting what is, but holding in my mind, what is the vibration that I'm interested in maintaining? What is the feeling tone that I'm interested in experiencing? So I'm interested in peace and love and joy and freedom and wholeness and creativity of prosperity, clarity, harmony, abundance, and so much more. That's what I'm energizing. That's what I'm interested in. The world is nothing in itself. Your mind must give it meaning. And what you behold upon it are your wishes. Act it out so you can look on them and think them real. So if we think of it like a video game that we're projecting, if you're, I'm not a video game expert, but a lot of video games have levels. If you don't like the level that you're on, Raise your vibration, and you can't help but be lifted to a higher level of experience. So, how do you raise your vibration? How do you access that higher level or that more beautiful, more enjoyable part of the script? Well, you focus on being loving, being kind. Being generous of heart, taking responsibility for the meaning you've made of things, and taking responsibility for choosing the feelings that you would have. It says, now we're in paragraph four of lesson 132. Perhaps you think you did not make the world, but came unwillingly to what was made already, hardly waiting for your thoughts to give it meaning. Yet, in truth, you found exactly what you looked for when you came. There is no world apart from what you wish. And herein lies your ultimate release. So this is the part that people resist understanding. They resist recognizing. They resist recognizing this fact. There is no world apart from what you wish, and herein lies your ultimate release. Change your mind on what you want to see, and all the world must change accordingly. Ideas leave not their source. This central theme is often stated in the text and must be borne in mind if you would understand the lesson for today. It is not pride which tells you that you made the world you see and that it changes as you change your mind but it is pride that argues you have come into a world quite separate from yourself impervious to what you think and quite apart from what you chance to think it is there is no world exclamation point there is no world it's an illusion It's a projection. This is the central thought the Course attempts to teach. There is no world. This is the central thought the Course attempts to teach. Not everyone is ready to accept it, and each one must go as far as he can let himself be led along the road to truth. He will return and go still further, or perhaps step back a while and then return again. So we don't have to make ourselves ready to accept the truth that there is no world. It's a projection. We don't have to make ourselves. How would we? How would we? We don't know that process, that formula. We don't know. However, we know who knows. We know the knower who knows because the knower who knows is pre-installed within us it is that higher Holy Spirit itself so our willingness is all that's required I'm willing to understand and to know and to remember and to recognize there is no world it's all a projection I'm willing to accept that I, or I'm willing to be willing to accept that start there Willing to be willing to be willing to be willing. Put the Holy Spirit in charge of it and relax, allow it to unfold. You will, over and over and over again, have opportunities in your awareness, in your mind, where you will see the projection, you will see the true reality. And you will get to choose, are you interested in things that are sourced from spirit or are part of the ego thought system? Over and over and over again, we choose whom we will serve, God or ego. That's the thing about this world is we are the ones who decide. We are the ones who decide. One of the things that you may find very helpful is I did a bunch of episodes on the rules for decision. Uh, A couple of years ago, I did those episodes. If you look back in December 2017, you'll see them Uh, There's a series on the rules for decision. Very, very helpful. I think it's one of the reasons why Spirit led me to do them at the end of the year as people were preparing to start the new year. So I encourage you to go back and listen to those episodes. And, hey, hallelujah, something wonderful has happened. And you may have noticed it before I did. And that is that iTunes shifted their policy So I've mentioned it many times over the years that iTunes had a policy of allowing only 300 episodes per podcast. They have changed that, and now all the episodes are in one podcast. So this A Course in Miracles podcast, that's the name of it, you've got all 600 and some episodes And so that just makes it easier. You don't have to have more than one podcast. And while we're thinking about podcasts, I would just ask you to do me a solid favor. If you appreciate this podcast, if it's meaningful to you and it's valuable to you, then I would invite you to please write a review. Write a review. Uh, wherever you get your podcast from, write a review. Or you can go to livingofcourseofmiracles.com and click on the podcast page there and you can write your review there at com. So that's another opportunity. And while you're at com, check out all the free resources I've got for you there. I encourage you to really make the most of them. One other quick thing I'll mention for the men. Uh, We have a men's support group for the men who are in Masterful Living and Finding Freedom or the alumni uh, and or the alumni and um, wonderful, just a wonderful group of gentlemen. And uh, we're talking about offering some kind of workshops for men on men's topics, uh, men who are Course Miracles folks. So if that is something you might be interested in, we're going to start collecting a list of people who are interested in that, and as soon as we have some things to offer, we will let you know. So you can sign up for that and get connected to those particular offerings by texting the word men to the number 53557. So text the word men to the number 53557. 53557, text the word men. If you'd like to know what kinds of unique opportunities we have for Uh, Workshops for Men Only. We are ever-expanding, ever-expanding goodness. That's the nature of God. And Spirit is so creative, so endlessly creative. So there are always new things flowing through, and I'm so grateful for that. In fact, another thing the other day is to offer a series um, to teach people how to be inspirational speakers it's one of my favorite topics one of my favorite things to do and i think we we might be doing that this year so we'll just see how that unfolds stay tuned to the weekly events newsletter and uh, if you sign up for the blog at jenniferhadley.com which is free you'll also get those details all right healing this is paragraph seven now Um, Nope, let's finish with paragraph six. There is no world. That is the central thought the Course attempts to teach. Not everyone is ready to accept it, and each one must go as far as he can let himself be led along the road to truth. He will return and go still farther, or perhaps step back a while and then return again. But healing is the gift of those who are prepared to learn there is no world and can accept the lesson now. Remember, this is lesson 132. So it's um, a little more than a third into the lesson. Accept it now. Wherever you are, stop, drop, and roll. Accept the lesson now. Hmm. Their readiness will bring the lesson to them in some form which they can understand and recognize. Some see it suddenly on point of death and rise to teach it. Others find it in experience that is not of this world, which shows them that the world does not exist because what they behold must be the truth." And yet, it clearly contradicts the world. So, for instance, what pops into my mind is uh, a conversation I had with John Easterling uh, many years ago. And I wrote an article. Gosh, this was a long time ago. Maybe 2002? I'm not sure exactly, but somewhere in there, it was right around the time that John Easterling married Olivia Newton-John. I had gotten to know him a little bit, and I interviewed him for an article I was writing for Science of Mind magazine. He had had a near-death experience, and I think I've talked about that once before in a podcast episode. And um, the gist of what he told me was he was a young man, and he um, was hospitalized for Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever which often kills people. Most people don't survive. And he felt his life slipping away, and indeed he did. I believe, actually, his physical form died. He popped out of his body, and he said he was flying along the surface of a lake on a dark night towards this beautiful full moon. And uh, as As soon as he popped out of his body, he had access to all kinds of knowledge that he didn't have in his human experience. So he was a young man at the time. I believe he was like 21 years old, and he was fascinated with ancient mysteries and ancient civilizations the mayans the incans and the the lost treasures of lost civilizations and he had a he had a like a, an indiana jones kind of yearning to go explore all those things and discover those mysteries those hidden secrets of those civilizations and as soon as he popped out of his body he said he knew all of it it was all so clear to him and above all, the two things that he knew for sure were that love is everything. Love is everything that matters. All that matters is love. And the next thing he knew absolutely was forgiveness is essential. And he did survive, and obviously, and uh, what what difference it made in his life was he wasn't afraid of dying because he knew that even if he, his physical body did die, he would not. And so he knew there was nothing to be afraid of because there was no fear of death anymore. And um, so this to me is what it's talking about here. Some see it suddenly on point of death and rise to teach it. Well, to me, that's what John did, exactly. Others find it an experience that is not of this world, which shows them that the world does not exist because what they behold must be the truth, and yet it clearly contradicts the world. So I think of that, and then I think of many friends who have had experiences with beings not of this world, all kinds of beings not of this physical world. And have had experiences that were so real and so vibrant to them, more real and more vibrant than anything in this world. So that's how it is for some people. Now, I, I have had some experiences like that myself, but I feel that my, my personal trajectory in this life is not to experience a lot of different kinds of phenomena, but just to really Anchor myself in the only thing that's valuable And that is the truth In the only thing that's valuable Which is love And love is the truth of our being So Once I realized That's what my life is for That's what my life is about It is about being truly helpful By Valuing love Valuing the truth And discarding any and all attachments I have to the things that I've made up and the things that I've valued that are not actually valuable. So the next, very next lesson here in the workbook is number 133. And uh, I, I did an episode on l- lesson 133, um, Oh, when did I do that? Let me see if I can tell you when I did that. Okay, so I found it. It was April 15th, 2014. Tax day, April 15th, 2014. And it's called Receiving the Spiritual Benefits. About Lesson 133. hmm <laughs> So, um, Yep. Yeah. Check that out. I wonder if I have more than one lesson on that because that to me has been so super valuable to um, know and remember all the time. Let me not value that which is value less. Let me value only the truth, only love because we teach what we value. So if I'm valuing something other than love, that is what I'm teaching. I will not value that which is valueless. That's been so helpful to me. Hmm. Paragraph 8. And some will find it in this course. Some will find that... Awakening experience, that willingness to realize there is no world. They'll find that truth in this course and in the exercises that we do today. Today's idea is true because the world does not exist. And if it is indeed your own imagining, then you can loose it from all things you ever thought it was by merely changing all the thoughts that gave it these appearances, the appearance that it was real. The sick are healed as you let go of all thoughts of sickness. And the dead arise when you let thoughts of life replace all thoughts you ever held of death. So, I started off this episode telling you about looking for my cat, Sattva out in the rain, getting stung by the bee, the food poisoning, and all those things. So that particular day that I was looking for sattva, I felt so poorly. I was recovering from the surgery and the food poisoning and the bee sting, out in the rain, looking with trepidation, fearing what I might find, just in the thick of it, and I kept saying to myself, I'm not a victim of this world. I do not know what anything is for, and I am not a victim of this world. I'm not going to get caught in this world. I won't. I won't. And then I would have a sense of peace, and then I would go back to, I am don't want to find my half-dead or half-eaten precious little sweetie pie kitty cat i don't want to find that so my mind would go to imagining it finding it you know flashes of seeing something horrible and looking away why does the ego do that preparing us for what we don't want preparing us for the worst Because the ego thought system is always drawn to the lower vibration, always drawn to lack and limitation, always drawn to misery making. Why? Because it is about being disconnected from source. I kept going back to source and I would just get still for a moment I do not feel like he has passed, and I don't feel like he's injured. But I also didn't want to live in some fairy tale of imagination. So I even said at one point, if he became the meal for a bobcat, and its family, then I hope he was a nourishing meal. I just, the highest and best for all, the highest and best for all, the highest and best for all. I no longer forget to use every point of distress to recognize the opportunity to work with my mind and to heal my mind, to heal all mind, because there is one mind. The sick are healed as you let go of all thoughts of sickness. And the dead arise when you let thoughts of life replace all thought you have ever held of death. You know, think about this. It just pops into my mind. That people live longer now, and they say that the number one reason is because of nutrition, as I understand it. Not just medicine and things like that, but really nutrition. And it makes sense. And I I think that it's also because we have new understanding of death now. More and more people are realizing that death isn't the The death of the body is not the end of life. And so we're leading more, you know, we're moving out of the tribal world of the Old Testament into the new heaven and the new earth. So we don't need to keep going back to that reset that the death of the body and the rebirth, new incarnation is. We don't need to keep having that reset because we've gone so far Astray. Anyway, I never had that thought before, but that, that makes a great deal of sense to me. This is one of the reasons why I love doing this podcast. I love A Course in Miracles and all that it brings to all of us. And oh my gosh, my time is up here. Golly gee. Let's take a breath. Hands on our heart. We are grateful and thankful for the love of God that shines so fully and so Beautifully in our mind. We share the benefits with everyone. We let the healing be. We know that it's done. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. I love you.